You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some hypothetical Tony D trades. But first, the Rangers had two games this week. They had a 3-1 win against the Penguins on Monday and a 4-2 victory against the No Caps on Thursday. <laughs> good week for us. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, definitely a good bounce back after the Tony D incident on Saturday last week, last weekend. Um, yeah, lots of guys seem to play a lot better. Like Truba, especially, he looks he's looking pretty good. Kako uh, came off the COVID list on Thursday, and he had a nice defensive breakup, which led to the Strom Panarin two on one. Strom getting his second goal. Ryan Strom can't hit an empty net. He's zero for three in the last two games. <laughs> he put out four goals in that last game. That was a funny tweet you put out. I was that was funny. <laughs> But he he literally like the second of the first one that he missed uh, against the Caps, I get it because he he was at a weird angle, the goalie was coming back in his net a little bit, so he had to kind of aim it. But the empty net, the actual empty net he had later on, he just missed that terribly. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't even close. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some of these hypothetical potential Tony D trades. So we'll give like. Three each. Probably we're probably gonna have some overlapping ones, but the first one I want to talk about is uh, Tony D'Angelo for Vince Dunn on the St. Louis Blues. All right, that's already Dunn. one overlap. Yeah, yeah. Dunn is a left-handed defenseman, right? He's yep. a I think he's left-handed. Pretty sure he's left-handed. And the Rangers right now are pretty weak on the left side. In the prospect, in the prospect pool, we got Robertson. Um, recall, I think recall, unless he's right-handed. I don't know. Oh, wait, we have Hayek. We have Hayek, too. Mm-hmm. He played I, yeah. really well. Yeah, he played, he, played, he played pretty well in his first game. But a left-handed defenseman that has experience, like Dunn, former – I think he's a former first-round pick. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He was second. He was a second – he was in, drafted in the second round, 2015. Okay. okay. <laughs> I am just all over the place. <laughs> But he's he's uh, he's good. He's been on the Stanley Cup team. He was on the Stanley Cup team. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're just going to pretty sure today. We yeah, do we're going with pretty sure. But no, but Dunn is definitely capable of, of handling the top four position, and I think it would be good for for him. And uh, if the Rangers were to pull off this trade, they definitely have to retain some salary cap because I know the Blues are going to be tied up against the cap they're a contending team there's no way they're going to have loads of space yeah they're they're i think there was only four teams when he got waived that were able to pick up his contract so the blues are definitely not one of those teams 
Um, but I, I, so in the beginning of the trade talks, I heard Gordon was really, um, really wanted to like retain some of it just so he could ship him off. Right. But now I'm hearing he doesn't feel the need to, which is uh, a little crazy. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he would be getting a lot of interest, mm-hmm. but at the same time, then I don't know why those four teams, one of those four teams wouldn't have claimed him off waivers. I guess it's more of like a, a courtesy thing. I don't know. Um, your, your ice cold take of the week is if Gordon's able to pull off this trade of D'Angelo without retaining mm-hmm. any salary whatsoever, not only will be will it be a great trade, but it'll be one of his best trades. I mean, we'll see. It might turn out to a debacle even if he doesn't retain. No, but if he do- – yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, we get someone, it turns out like Lewis Anderson, like you can't say it's a success, you know what I mean? But if you're taking on – if you want to get rid of this salary and that's all you're worried about, if you take on a bad contract for that has one or two years left on it, it's not the end of the world. But if you give me like Milan Lucic's contract, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. I don't want that <laughs> contract. If you give me – who's the other guy on uh, – Oh, Louis Erickson. Yeah, if you give me Louis Erickson's contract, I'm going to be pissed. I don't want that contract. You know what? I think think a lot of the guys involved in the trade talks around uh, being traded for Tony are – their deals are mostly ending after this year, Hmm. which is pretty interesting, which would – would I don't even know if that would be better or worse than taking on a bad contract because at least that contract's already signed. They can't get any more money. You know what I mean? But – these guys, any guy being traded, if he, especially depending on his last season, um, I know the guys we're talking about had a pretty good season last year, so mm-hmm. they might want even even more money. You know what I mean? I don't know if they'd want more money than what D'Angelo is making because oh. some of these guys are not proven yet. Like their first round picks, Bertanen, he's another guy on my list that the Rangers should possibly consider making a move for, and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett, when he was drafted, he was compared to Doug Gilmore. And if you're not, like, an older hockey fan, Doug Gilmore was, like, one of these legendary Maple Leafs players. I think he played on the Flames, too. But he was just one of these legendary players. And to be compared to that is just incredible. It's he such, a, it's such a, like a, a interesting comparison. Go ahead. Doug Gilmore is, a, is yeah, of course, one of the best. Um and Bennett was projected like top American player. He was ranked top American player in his draft class. Yes, yeah. I Which is um, and and to be honest with you, he had a pretty good first season. He had 18 goals, 18 assists, uh, for mm. 36 points in his first year, which is good. It's kind of been a drop off from that. He had 26 the, the consecutive next two years, and then 27 in 18, 19. And 12 last year. How much ice yeah. time does he get? I'm not sure. Ice time is always something you're looking at with, with Quinn, right? <laughs> right. So Sam Bennett, for, for me, I would I would have that as number one on my list. And Vince Dunn would be number two. Mm-hmm. Bennett is the center. And the Rangers are really need centers, like, right now. Like, yesterday. Because he doles out. And the depth chart is, is really weak down the middle. Blackwell's out. I think he's a center, right? Is Blackwell center? I don't know. They throw him around. He plays wing with uh, 
when he played up with Panarin and Strom, he played wing. Yes. Yeah. So Bennett is would be would be like a nice addition as a three C, or even if if like Strom starts to shit the bed, you could switch him and try him out on the second line maybe. Um, but I would definitely not put him in a in a position like that in the top six for an extended period of time. Maybe the chemistry works out. I don't know, but he's a he's a third line center for me, Bennett, and he's still got he's still got a, a potential. He's young. Uh, that would be that would be nice to have him. And it's kind of the same thing with my other guy, Bertanen. Um, he was a first round pick, I think, in the same year as Bennett. And he just hasn't panned out. But again, you put him on the wing on the third line, it could could give you a nice little scoring touch. Maybe he works out with Kako or something like that. Dude, do you, I don't I like Vertanen a lot. I haven't seen much of him, but I know he's I know he's got potential. I know he's that. a he's like a very dynamic player. I he was he was drafted sixth overall in that fourteen draft. Ooh. Um and I believe Bennett was drafted fourth overall. Yeah, Bennett was drafted fourth that year. Yeah. But I, I like the prospect of Bennett. Um, I know a lot of people in his recent years haven't liked his play a lot. I think he's a reliable defensive player. So I don't think we could it could hurt yeah, bringing on um, a nice young defensive center. You know what I mean? But one problem that keeps popping in my head um, which you kind of brought up right now is I think, I think there's, there's not enough space between our top six and bottom six. And I, this might be like a dumb thing to say, but I think that we have a, too many players that are suited for the top six. Mm, okay. And yeah. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. Like one of the guys in the top six might have to get bumped down to the third line. Like, like we've seen Kako. When everyone's healthy. Right, exactly. And I don't think that those players that are suited for top six positions, that like that's how they grew up playing. That's how they know how to play top six positions. And then they get thrown down to like a third, fourth line. You don't, you you can't play the same way that you do when you play on the first line, second line. And I think there's a big difference in that. And and it's an issue that needs to be addressed because – Guys like Faust, guys like Faust are third line, fourth line guys. They know how to crunch their minutes down. They know how to play defensively. Those are the guys you need down there. And I think we have a lot of that that young talent, young, fast, talented guys that are, are falling into the bottom six that in, in the long term, I don't think are going to work there. And maybe that's an issue they're going to address once they have their 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 like core a little bit older and they think they can make a run, but I think it needs to be looked at for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I think, think this trade can work in, in mending that a little bit. Yeah. It, I, if that's a problem, like for the future, I think they should probably consider Vince Dunn a little bit more because I guess there's a little bit more space right now on the depth chart. Like you can afford to put, a guy that's like in the top, you could put, you could put Miller on the bottom six. Like you could put him on the the third pairing and he, he's still growing. He's still learning how to play the game because David Quinn rolls all his lines, all his defensive lines. Uh, maybe not so much with his forward lines, but he does with the defensive lines. If you 
get Vince done, you could easily slot him in on the top four somewhere in there. You got Fox and Lindgren, and then you'd put like Vince Dunn and Jacob Trouba. And then yeah. your bottom pair would be like Miller and was our the right handed defenseman. Vitetto. Vitetto. The goat. Yeah, legend. I think Vitetto's a lefty, though, actually. He, um, I mean, he looked really good, actually. Like that <laughs> move he pulled off had me stunned. His Brian Leach esque goal. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> That's quite the comparison, man. <laughs> he was wearing 22. I don't know. Looking. <laughs> yeah, he can't that's wear That's what uh, I was listening to the radio. That's what they said. Dan Boyle. <laughs> Yo, Dan Boyle. <laughs> oh, my God. One I'm guy. Out. You ever see that interview with uh, Larry Brooks? Which one? With Dan Boyle. He was like at the end of 2016 in the playoffs. You were asking, like, it was the locker room. Uh, like the breakup day and he want he was like about to retire and he's like i want you out <laughs> and that other guy brett where are you <laughs> I want you out <laughs> oh really funny one guy uh, i was gonna say one guy i i would like back who i i think is, is a lot probably a lot more overvalued mm-hmm. is philip dano yeah, yeah, um, definitely a lot more overvalued. But I feel like he's a, he's more suited to be a third line. Like yeah, he is, and or whatever. He um. Rather the thing about top. him is he wants to stay in Canada. From what from what the reports are saying, Dano like wants to stay with the Habs, but a lot of people are calling to trade him because they think he's overvaluing himself, over overvaluating himself. Okay. Um, and he wants too much money, and they think that like he's coming on the end of his contract this year. So next year he's going to sign a contract. Um, they think he wants too much money, so they they instead of losing him to free agency, just um move on from him now. Um, I mean that would be awesome if we could get him. Yeah, I'd, I've I've I'd heard his so. praises sung by so many so many top tier guys. Lots of people over there in Montreal, they, they flip out over Dano. I've, I've heard it. So I feel like some have even considered him a first-line center. I don't know about that, but I think he's more of a, of a bottom six guy, like a third-line guy. A, like a, a suitable third-line player like that. Like, I mean, like honestly, I can – That's what we need. I can see him playing over Strom, honestly, but I don't know. Strom is is in such an interest is an interesting case, like because on the one hand he's good offensively, but then he'll go in these 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 droughts where like it's just he can't get the puck in the net. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to think. Like he's, you're right, he's just an interesting player that I don't think I'll ever understand. Because yeah, I don't think I don't think he he's gonna be on the future in the future core of this roster, I feel like the Rangers should definitely consider trading him for the right, for the right price. Not right now. Maybe, maybe like next year, once Heedle comes back, once he settles in and stuff, like once he gets back to uh, full health, Heedle was having, was having a fantastic year until he went down, which really, really stung. I, I still feel in the blow. I miss him. 
I missed that. I missed that third line of uh, Giuseppe, Kito, and Kako. Dude, I was he watching. Good man. I don't know if you saw it, but he can backtrack. Dude, I was just watching freaking uh, Giuseppe the other day, and I was like, dude, I love him. He made a power move to the net. My dad called it out. He's like, yo, did you see that that little cutback move? I'm like, yeah, that was like, that was a Rick Nash move. He looks silky as hell. I don't know why. I see him with the puck sometimes. He's moving around nicely. Man. That was I, a nice backtrack. I could appreciate the backtrack. Like, because there's some players that just, that, that as soon as uh, they skate up the ice, they'll let the other guys handle it. Ovi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Controller disconnected. Control. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Orlov had the puck. I mean, he was, like, chasing him down from all the way from the capital zone. And by the time he got to the Rangers zone, Di Giuseppe put so much pressure on him that he ended up coughing up the puck. But, like, he kept skating and stuff. Like, that. that is what I like to see out of a third-line player. Third That's line. what you got to see out of everyone. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think Panarin's been a great example of that, too, to the younger guys. He's so competent and responsible in his own end. Like, I've never seen a star player do that, ever. Mm-hmm. You, watch, you, watch all, you watch other all-stars like Matthews. I, I watched a game, like, pretty, pretty lazy in his defensive zone sometimes. Um, so I, that's awesome to see from Panarin, and I think it's rubbing off on the other guys, too. Mm-hmm. I think he just awesome. wants the puck, honestly. Oh. Just, like, he, in all of his interviews, all he says is, like, Booch, you have one job. Give me the puck. <laughs> like he just yeah. wants he wants the puck. And Did that is when he has the puck. You know, that's what I'm talking about when I say the Rangers need a score, like someone that just wants to shoot the puck. You know what I mean? Like someone that wants it like Panarin, but doesn't want to pass it. See, you but know? Panarin Panarin's smart enough to know when to like he's oh not, yeah. He's not gonna just put his head down and shoot every time, like Chris no. Kreider. Like Kreider takes the puck, skates in a straight line, and shoots at, at the net. Like that's that's all he that's 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 his that's his game. And Sometimes ta- it works though because he, he's he talks really about fast. it too. No, yeah, he talks about it too. He's like, like honestly, I just got to keep it simple. Like it's playing a straight line, get the that's puck. Looks, that's the kind straight. of player Kreider is though. He's not a he's not a what do they call it? An East West cat guy? It's a North South. No, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a very, very north-south player. You're correct with that. And I, I think, like, honestly, I kind of am too. Because I was, I was never, like, a finesse guy trying to, like, skate around people. I'm just like, I get the puck, I skate. <laughs> yeah. Score goals, baby. <laughs> um, any other trades that you wanted to talk about? Is that, is that um, I mean, those were the guys I highlighted. I'm sure there's there's plenty more, and maybe even the guy that eventually does get traded for Tony, we, we haven't even thought about. <laughs> but I think these are the ones that make the most sense. I think a lot of them, like like the Dano and Vertanen, um, Vertanen, sorry, and Dunn trades, I think there might be a little bit more needed. Uh, like, we need to give a little bit more than just Tony. Um, you got to be careful about those pronunciations because then people will get pissed oh, off about no. it. Lafreniere. <laughs> Is that better for you, man? Jeez. Like, I'm sorry. Lafreniere. I'm, I'm American. I'm American. I'm not Canadian. Oh, so 
Go ahead. Make fun of me for being a typical American. <laughs> Lafreniere. Not Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, think, I think now we say it the wrong way on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Lafreniere. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's laugh. Laffy Taffy. Laugh, Laffy Taffy. Dude, all praise Laffy Taffy. Oh, yeah. Posted it on Twitter for some good luck. Played Cocko one of the Bell. Cocko Bell is coming Tuesday. I think, <laughs> yes, I think we played our best game on Thursday. So, yeah, all because of you, <laughs> all because of me, all because of the Laffy Taffy edit. Honestly, like that's that's what I see. I hey, that, that uh, that mean girls clip is kind of blowing up right now on uh, Twitter. <laughs> All right, maybe that'll spark some good luck too. Yeah. All right, everyone, take care. Have a good week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. No!